You better not ask me a question. We got in a fight on the way here. We might not make it. Oh, it's individual motherfucking flood warnings. I was like, is the building flooding? I'm biracial, but I can swim. Uh, I didn't know what that sound was. I thought it was um, uh, the wrap it up sound for the last comedian. He's a friend of mine. He, uh, being a comedian is like being in the union. We don't talk bad about each other. But that motherfucker was getting on my nerves. Uh, I feel like I can talk honestly to people. Uh, Jason's a good friend of mine. This is, this is a tough racket, guys. Like I said, Jason has a real job. That's probably why he's not that funny. Um, no, seriously, he's a fucking he's a beautiful house. I don't know any comedians that have a beautiful house. I have one friend who's got a, like a beautiful room in somebody else's house. <laughs> You're tuned in team, totally unrelated. Enjoy. We are back. Welcome to Totally Unrelated. I am your host, Adrian Cosby. What a week. What a month. What a day. It's uh, March 1st now. And if you've been paying attention, you know that this starts the beginning of somewhat sober first quarter. And it's somewhat because it's not really the first quarter anymore. It's actually second quarter. Uh, it's the last month of the second quarter. January, February, March. Then April, May, June. Yeah, so it's the last month. of the first, Just somewhat of the first quarter. And I'm really just trying to be somewhat sober. Um, that's, that's not really true. I'm going to be as sober as I've ever been. Uh, more sober than I've ever been. I'm going to be as sober as I can possibly be. I don't know how else to frame this for you guys, but the goal is to spend three months and, uh, and really weaning myself off of even the inert uh, chemicals that I, like caffeine. Um, smaller amounts of nicotine. I've given up my vape pen. I am not in possession of any cigarettes or anything of that nature. No, no Philly blunts. No backwoods. No grape wraps with the straw in the middle. Nothing. I'm, uh, I was actually yesterday, I was feeling like I was really looking forward to this. And now that it's the first morning, I'm waking up and I'm thinking like, ah, do I, do I want to wake and bake? Do I want to? Do I want to drink seven cups of coffee? Do I want to? Do I want to eat a handful of mushrooms? I don't. I don't want to do any of these things. Um, I think the biggest thing here that I'm trying to achieve—well, it's probably threefold. One, I have put on a considerable amount of weight since uh, this past November. I was supposed to run in a 5K race, but for the second year in a row, I hurt my back a week before the race, mostly, uh, in fact, I found this out yesterday, going to a f shoe store, foot, foot training store, 
they uh, they measure you up, look at your feet, and tell you if you're walking correctly or if you need an insert or whatever. And uh, I found out that uh, kind of leaning to the inside on my right leg, which is also hurting on the right side of my back. And whenever I would train to get ready for these 5Ks, and it wasn't even like I was trying to get ready for a 5K. I was training to beat my best time ever in a 5K. Whenever I would just go out and run a 5K just on a whim, I would have good times, but I wasn't like training up to this point. I didn't run any 5Ks last year. I think that's accurate. If I did, they were all earlier in in the year. In any case, uh, I quit working out in November right before Thanksgiving because I hurt my back while I was running and cleaning the floors and just generally not taking care of my back, I think. But I also think that vaping and bread, which is another thing that I consider a drug, carbohydrates and sugar, they may not be classified as drugs, but I find them to be every bit as addictive as anything I've ever been involved with. Uh, Probably the most addictive substance I've ever dealt with would be cocaine. And I think that cocaine and bread and sugar have about the same craving factor. Granted, I've never stayed up for three days eating bread. I've, I've never done that with cocaine either, but closer uh, with cocaine than I ever have been with bread. So I'm trying to just cleanse the system, guys. I'm just trying to get myself back to a base level of this is what it's like to be as healthy as you've ever been. And I don't think I've experienced that since I was probably in my early teens. Now, I probably have gone through periods of my life where I didn't notice that I wasn't totally tearing my body apart, but I don't remember when those were. And I think at this point in my life, I'm old enough, wise enough, and frankly, just ready, just ready to slow down enough. I think the biggest argument I could make, because I still am what I would consider to be a buzz junkie, I like... uh, I like a buzz as much as the next guy, but I just started to get older and I realized I didn't really like uh, the way alcohol made me feel, didn't really like the way uh, stimulants made me feel. So, and I'm not taking like lots of stimulants, but I do drink an insane amount of coffee every day. Enough coffee that if you had hypertension, it would probably send you into cardiac arrest. Are those two things related? I don't know. It's totally unrelated to the name of the show. Back off. I'm going to um, keep track of my weight. I weighed in at 230 at the beginning of this week, and already I'm down to 228. I've lost two pounds in just a couple days. I've been running, walking, lifting a little bit of weights, just kind of easing into it. Also, I'm giving myself a seven-day grace period right now. If you didn't put two and two together, the three months of sobriety lines up perfectly with the first week of June. And what happens the second week of June, the beginning of the second week of June, Bonnaroo. Um, Not to say that Bonnaroo is going to be a cavalcade of chemical induction into the system, but I would like to be able to experience whatever it is at Bonnaroo as sober or as close to sober as possible. And if I do imbibe in any chemical adulterants to the system. I would like it to be the smallest possible amounts. So that's really kind of where it comes from. I heard Louis C.K., the discredited, uh, the formerly discredited, or what, what would you say? 
Louis C.K., formerly known as the greatest comedian ever. I don't know what we're supposed to address him as. But anyway, he gave an interview one time about how he doesn't do drugs often, but he's not against them. He just wants to get the most out of them when he does do them. That sounded like it made sense to me. So, But I've never been compelled to whip it out in front of... Uh, I don't know what the difference is with Louis C.K. What's the difference between being a flasher and somebody who's like, no, I need to like climax in front of you. I don't know what the uh, precursors are. I don't know how you arrive at that sounding like a good idea. But my guess is that it's a symptom of something much bigger. Uh, hopefully that doesn't come up for me. I hope that suddenly with this lack of induction of caffeine into my system that I'm not hopelessly compelled to masturbate in front of strangers or general acquaintances. That would be horrifying. It would be horrifying to know that you had done that and people were going to expose you for it. That's got to be, that had to have been a hard thing for him to live with for a long time. And I'm not saying poor Louie, but I'm also not really saying like poor these girls. I guess my position is, is the two girls that were in the room and I don't know what their emotions were. I don't know what the context of anything was. But if you hung out for that, um, I have to think that it wasn't the weirdest thing that you've ever seen. Not to say that I'm not putting that on the girls. I'm not saying that they had been exposed to worse or will be exposed to worse or anything like that. But if it's like, I don't know how you don't just go running out of the room screaming at that point. Now... If I was in that, I try to put myself in that situation. If it was, uh, if I was being approached maybe by a man, but I can't put myself in the position of a woman because I've never been a woman. I've never been in a position of being dominated. I've never been in a position of feeling like I could be dominated. Now, I have been in a position of weakness before where somebody, I was either about to be beat up by a group of guys or whatever, but just as a general rule, I've lived my life as a six foot two, uh, oversized man most of my life. I, so I have no idea what it would be like to have somebody expose himself in front of me and me feel like I couldn't just stop it from happening. Now, that being said, my only point here is um, I wouldn't have kept quiet about it. I don't think. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm not, I just got done explaining away all this other stuff. But I have a buddy right next to me who also saw this shit. And if it was really disturbing to me, I think we both talk about it. I don't know. I don't know how it stayed undercover for so long and murmured under uh, amongst comedians. There was definitely some grumblings in the back rooms, but it was one of those things like, hey, I never saw it. Can't judge. But uh, if me and Jay Snyder had, it had been us witnessing uh, a Louis C.K., <laughs> it had been on the podcast all Monday, guarantee. Wouldn't have kept no secret like that. Tell you what. I don't even know why we're talking about that. Had a great weekend in Liberty, Liberty Funny Bone with Big J Okerson. You may know Big J from Bonfire Podcast or Bonfire Radio Show and uh, Legion of Skanks. Uh, he had a good turnout at the Liberty Funny Bone. I think we, I don't think we had any sellout shows, but we had the whole uh, first floor. Uh, There's only like maybe 20% more upstairs, but we had the whole first floor Friday and Saturday. 
uh, first and second show. No show on Sunday, which I loved. Great, great times. Uh, hung out with my friends from Cincinnati. Got to see Chris Seamers. Haven't seen him in a while. And uh, and I had uh, I had uh, our good buddy Jason Goodall who visited uh, the the show every night. Did three guest sets. And I want to say this as delicately as possible, but I also feel like I want to address it. Uh, no one person should ever do three guest sets, ever. And I don't know how to address this as the feature act, because it's not my show. And if the headliner doesn't care, then the headliner doesn't care. But there's something to be said for the quality of the show. Uh, if, you're, if you live close to, the, to a club... I get it. Do the open mics. Do the um, bar shows around town and stuff like that. The, the base criterion for doing a guest set in my world is you have something you're working on. Not that you're generally working on your set. We're all generally always working on our material. Now, sometimes you'll have, like, I'm going to do my set from last year because I don't want to have to worry about uh, upsetting anybody in this audience. That would be one thing. Uh, but for most comedians who aren't even regular MCs, um, you know, I think Jason even hosted my audition the first time I auditioned for Stroop. I want to say he did. Uh, that was probably three, four years ago. In any case, he's been around for as long as I have. Um, but my point being is if you're going to do a guest set at any major club or any club in general, it shouldn't be because you're in town that weekend and you want to hang out. It should be because either the headliner and you are such good friends that he's insisting that you do the show or B, you're trying to get tape for a festival submission or tonight show or something specific, something specific like, hey, I don't have any gigs coming up and I need a five minute demo for... Laugh Fest. Can I please jump on this show, second show, just to do five minutes for to get some tape? Now, that is like, yeah, duh, of course. But if that's not the situation, if it's not something specific that you're working on, there's other places to get on stage, and that's where you should focus on them. I had this experience when I was in Virginia Beach where a guy, not only was he doing guest sets, he was doing like 10 and 15-minute guest sets. A guest set is five minutes. Ten minutes if... The feature is sick or the headliner is sick and is trying to slow down the show or or the MC is bad. I don't know where in what world uh, a guest set is 15 minutes, but this guy was in Virginia Beach was just doing them and nobody stopped him and it wasn't my show. But even the headliner was like, yo, this isn't right, uh, but still allowed it to happen. So I don't know how we address this issue other than tell your friends who doesn't want to do a guest set. I totally understand it. I, I understand wanting to get on stage in a, in a packed room, but if they're not laughing at you, why would you want to do a second one? And if they're not laughing at the second one, doing a third one, isn't going to be much better. If you're not getting a baseline reaction at open mics and bar shows, it's not going to go any better at a funny bone and failing in front of that many people isn't good for the confidence. It's not good for your career. It's, it's not helping anybody. 
It's just putting a soft spot in the show. Now, that being said, I didn't have any problem overcoming it, and I did my best not to even address it. But the third time, after the third time, uh, I did address it. You may have heard some of that at the beginning of this episode. I may have opted not to play it. I haven't listened back to it yet, but um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to open up this week's episode with it. So we'll see if I chicken out or I don't chicken out. Ah, I, I don't um, chicken out typically, but sometimes I think I'm going to add something to a show and I go back and listen to it and the sound quality is either shit or uh, I'm way harsher or it's usually me. It's usually not like the audience is not laughing or if, if I'm bombing, I will play the bomb. If I'm doing well, typically I won't play that. Who wants to hear me do well? Not me. I know that. But Big J... What a nice guy for letting uh, our friend do those guest sets, and he watched them, and it was almost like he was trying to dissect what was going wrong, and I don't even think he could, but uh, I certainly didn't enjoy watching that happen, but as soon as I got on stage, I was able to recover very quickly. Reese Leonard, the MC pro, uh, did his job, and uh, it was fun. We had a good time this weekend hanging out, lots of fans. I'd have to say Big J's fans after the shows are some of the best. Uh, Mark Norman's fans were really great too. Uh, Titus's fans are great. Whenever I work with somebody who's actually bringing their, their own fans to the show, it's always so much more fun to meet them after the show. Not to say that the random person who just came out for a night of comedy isn't fun to meet after a show, but with Big J, he and I kind of in the same vein when it comes to our interests, probably musically slightly different, but we could talk for hours without running out of stuff to talk about. So his fans naturally have that same inclination, uh, interest level, lack of a gag reflex type of shit. Fun to meet these guys after the show. We're just uh, blazing down in the main hallway of the mall and, People kind of just generally looking out, didn't see any cops. It was crazy. Uh, but that's what I like. I like an open-air drug environment outside of a comedy club. It makes us makes me feel like... I don't think it's that the rules don't apply. It just lets me feel like life could be a different way. Where we police ourselves and we take care of each other and we love each other. I don't know. Maybe I'm a wish... A wistful thinker, wishful thinker. I don't know what the saying is. I just don't know. I do know that the gun debate is raging hard, raging Cajun. The funniest part about the whole gun debate is watching my liberal friends who are gun owners use the same arguments that they use against conservatives in political debates for themselves. It's just so hypocritical. It's it's just. I want what I want, and I don't care what you want. That's politics. That's guns. That's drugs. That's every policy in the United I want what I want. I don't care what you want. Do as I do, not as I say. Or do as I say, not as I do. I don't know what it is. It, it's so hypocritical. I'm feeling like part of this three-month cleanse should involve social media. If it was going to involve social media, I think Facebook would have to be the number one culprit. I think I could deactivate my Facebook account and nobody would really notice. It's not like I'm on there every day debating things. In fact, the one thing I do the most on a daily basis from Facebook is unfollow people. 
And it's usually for sharing stuff that I don't want to see. It's usually not for their actual posts. But some of my friends just are on there because they clearly are addicted to the dopamine rush of starting shit and seeing what people say or like, uh, like, love, comment whores. I don't know what you would call them. I just know that I started looking at Facebook and being like, why are you even talking about this? And being like frustrated with the person for bringing up a subject that is virtue signaling. If you don't know what virtue signaling, it's basically like saying something that everybody already agrees with to get brownie points. Like, well, I don't care what anybody says. I think killing children is wrong, especially if they're born already. It's like, yeah, no shit. No shit. Everybody feels that way. Um, but then you go back on Facebook after 30 minutes after posting that and you'll see some differing opinions. It's that going back and seeing that blue background with the red three or the red one or the red 16 when you've got 16 comments or whatever. That is the same reaction doctors say as when you hit the jackpot or you know the numbers line up on a slot machine or video poker or whatever. It's a slight dopamine infusion into the brain similar to drugs or anything else you get a little bit excited and you're like yeah that's it that's what i'm looking for but it's so not productive being on facebook it's been a few times when being on facebook uh posting something to facebook yielded some sort of a reward for me usually it's like hey i'm gonna be at this show please show up and some people show up and then i would be like okay that worked Otherwise, I don't, I'd rather have real communications with people. And I started thinking about this more seriously because there's this new app out. I think it's Vero. Have you guys heard about this? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this thing? Have you seen about Vero? It's similar. I think it's like a cross between Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat, which basically Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat are all versions of themselves now. Facebook has the, the same storyline ability and picture ability that Snapchat and Instagram do. Instagram stole the, the story timeline issue from Snapchat. Everyone's stealing from each other, making their apps seamless. I downloaded it, and then I started trying to find friends. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't need another social media. The, the one new one that I added that I have found hugely beneficial is Reddit. Hadn't used Reddit, and I don't find it particularly useful for comedy. Uh, I, I have Facebook for that, but once I get rid of Facebook or wean myself off of Facebook or whatever it is I do with that, I might find the comedy section of Reddit more valuable. But really, I find the comedy section of Reddit very sim similar to the drug section of Reddit, which is, hey, take a look at this. Is this any good? And the reality is all the comments in the drug section of Reddit when somebody shows a picture of an ecstasy pill or do you know what this is or do you know how strong this is, the only comment is you got to test it. You got to test it or send it to a lab if you want to know what it is. And that's the reality for stand-up too. You have to test it and you have to take it to the lab. And by lab, I mean the comedy club. You have to test it in the lab and see if it works. And it may work one day and it may not work the next day. Is that a false positive? I don't know. Maybe. But I do know that posting about your set, sharing your set on Facebook, sharing your set on YouTube, sharing it on the Twitter sphere, when you know for yourself that you're not as developed a comic as you'd like to be, 
is the same thing as posting on Facebook. You're looking for that dopamine drip. Good news, bad news, good comments, bad comments. The anger that you feel from getting the attention from the post you put on Facebook, at the end of the day, it still gives you that dopamine drip. You don't really notice that it's making you angry. Some people do like to be angry and are motivated by their anger. Some people like to be happy and are motivated by their joy. Me personally, I'm motivated. I don't know what my motivation is. I think my motivation for comedy is uh, the feeling I get from doing it. And there's really no replacement for that. There's no amount of likes that makes me feel as good as a good joke making a group full of strangers laugh. So I guess it's about masturbation. Facebook is like the masturbation of stand-up. And I'd like to jerk off a little bit less. Also, it's masturbation in terms of it's like a waste of time. And the more masturbating you do, the less likely you are to go out and try to find real sex. Uh, the more masturbating on Facebook you do, the less likely you are to sit down and write real jokes or go out and perform them in a real crowd. So I think I try to relate it in those terms. But I'm not saying that those are the correct terms or better terms than what anybody else is doing. I'm just saying these are just my basic sober awakenings. Uh, for today, being sober for the first few hours of March 1st. Now, that being said, I did allow myself a slight grace period because Bonnaroo doesn't start until the 7th of June. And so I'm kind of giving myself to the 7th of March if I decide that I need to, if it takes me till the 7th of March to get off coffee, for instance. If it takes me till the 7th of June to get off taking a Benadryl every once in a while before I go to bed. I'm okay with that. But once the seventh rolls around, it's got to be hard fought. No coffee after that. So I'm just kind of using this first week as a buffer zone to get into the zone. And I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if that's going to hurt me, help me. But it's what I'm doing. Does anybody, do any of you guys have any uh, uh, questions, comments, or concerns for this uh, branch of sobriety? Drop me a message. I'm going to be back on my fitness pal. I'm going to redo all of my profile, which I do every time I recommit, which is usually about this time every year. Once the weather starts to warm back up a little bit, I get back into the workout shape. And I, I do probably would still take the winter off from working out just to sort of let your body recover and get back into its normal state of gelatinous blah. Probably, though, from... Thanksgiving until New Year's. That would just be it in a perfect world. Who knows what this is going to turn into. I am very much looking forward to Bonnaroo. I'm still looking for a com uh, compatriot. Somebody who's like, yeah, dude, I'm in. Let's do this. I have two tickets and a camping pass. Uh, one ticket is for me. One ticket could be for someone else. I have a couple of backup ideas, but none of the people that I think are on the list, the top three people on the list right now, I don't think are that interested in going. I think that's something that they might do if they have the free time when the time comes. But I know there's people out there who are like, no, dude, I'm in. And that's how I feel right now. So if you've ever wanted to go to Bonnaroo and were too scared to try it, Hit me up. Uh, coming up this week, I'll be at the Sandusky Theater 
in Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, that's tomorrow, Friday. Come out, see the show, State Theater. Tickets still available. After that, I'll be in Indiana near, where, where the hell is that? Fort Wayne. Uh, I don't even know what the name of the place is. I haven't looked at that closely. But hit me up if you're in Indiana near Fort Wayne and you want to come see a comedy show on Saturday. I will give you the information. The next week, I'll be at the Richmond Funny Bone, Richmond, Virginia. One of my favorite clubs. Come out. Check it out. And uh, we'll hang out after the show. I'll be sobering it up. So, should be a good time. Should be fascinating. What else is new? Um, I don't know. I guess we're going to go through it. I'm going to go for a run today. I got these new inserts for my shoe. And my back is feeling better when I walk. So I'm just living the dream. Dreaming the live. Walking on a dream. I don't know what the name of that song is. I felt like there was one other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, but I don't know what it is. Uh, congratulations to Jason Kutash, who is was technically the general manager of the Liberty Funny Bone, and now he is overseeing a more diplomatic role as we have some new training going on in Dayton and Liberty, a new general manager in Liberty who is joining us from the St. Louis Funny Bone, I believe. His name's Josh, very nice guy, young, a lot of energy, very smooth weekend there. And uh, so... If you get a chance to drop in, say hi to him at the Liberty Funny Bone. I think Dayton is also having its own uh, turnover. I ha- haven't heard anything official yet, so I shall not make any announcements there. But uh, once it's once I see it on the news, I'll share it with you guys. Anyway, I hope you're having a good week. I hope that you stay uh, motivated. Try some meditation. I've been trying it. It's it's not the easiest thing, but I downloaded a couple apps doing a couple guided meditations. I imagine that'll become much more important once I stop uh, smoking pot. I don't know why, but that's sort of my meditation. I'm going to go for a walk slash run and clear my mind, then go for a drive. I hope everybody has a great March. I hope you had a great February. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, drop me a line. I love you all. And I hope you stay unrelated.
for listening. Download more episodes from the Podbean app. Also available at iTunes and Stitcher or at totallyunrelated.com.